Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today to gather around the Word of God. I want to thank every one of you that have communicated to us and with us that this broadcast uh, in our teaching and preaching has been a blessing to you and to your family. And thank you so much, you that are, I call you media missionaries, because you are sharing this website and this ministry with other people and inviting them to come here with you and gather with us around the Word of God. Now, we're not trying to replace or supplant your pastor, your church, your local ministry where you meet and and you support, but we are a subsidy to that. This teaching and preaching ministry is based on 46 years and counting of pastoral ministry, evangelistic ministry, amen, right here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates, where we have established our ministry and from here in Tampa, reaching out to the nations of the world, everywhere in the United States, every continent in the world. And we just thank you for coming here today. We believe we are on on this, this website by divine appointment, using this opportunity, this door to keep the mandate, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Thank you for being with us today. Anywhere you are in the world, we are right now gathering around the Word of God together. And the Scripture said, Forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, but much the more as the day approaches. Well, friend, it means that we should be able to discern that we are living in the last days, that the day of the Lord is approaching, and therefore the coming of Christ is very, very near. And we should be getting together and exhorting, encouraging, and strongly encouraging one another in right living and keeping the faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles today, once again, we're thanking you. You're a blessing to us. And you, anyone who has not communicated with us, there's a place on our website that you can, and we would welcome your testimony. It's such an encouragement to us. Today, I want to talk to you about living safely in a world of increasing danger. Living safely in a world of increasing danger. I wish I could tell you today that everything's going to get better, that because of our intercessions, the whole world is suddenly going to be changed, and we're just going to see a, a, a beautiful world where where God is acknowledged and Christ is received, and, and, and everything becomes just wonderfully different than it is today with all of the trouble, tumult, and turmoil. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about the epidemic of evil and wickedness that is in the world globally today, a time of lawlessness, hatefulness, and meanness. This is a time of peril. It is a perilous time. It marks the last days prophetically. In the last days, perilous times will come. Dangerous times is what that's all about. Outrageously dangerous. 
We read every day, we hear every day of murders and killings and wars and rumors of wars and all kind people killing their children and children killing their parents and people killing people for no reason or, or no no the, the psychologists are baffled the sociologists are baffled they can't figure out the reason for this and we know the reason for this the scripture says it Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And because of this wickedness that's being embraced, and because of the vacuum that pushing God out of our our culture and our society, it's created a place for the enemy to have more influence. And he's using that influence to bring a wickedness that we have not seen in any former generation. Our generation is a last day generation. We're living in the perilous time because evil men and seducers are being deceived and they are deceiving. Listen, but God is still on the throne and God is still with us today. In fact, we're in the kingdom for a time such as this. Now I'm getting ready to turn 75 years old. I should be thinking, many think, that I should be sitting down in my rocking chair, passing the mantle to some young person. Now I've often wondered where are these strong warriors, many young Christian leaders. When I say young, I'm talking about under 40, are renouncing the faith and turning back to the world. And I believe it's because they were never rooted and grounded in Jesus to begin with. Amen. The Apostle Paul put it this way. If they they went out from us because they were not with us, if they had been with us, they would not have went out from us. They, they professed a profession without possessing Christ. They never, ever knew him. And th- that they might just turn their back on him. Oh, friend of mine, we're living in a day of deception. We're living in a day in unprecedented evil and trouble. And there is a place of safety because there is a person of safety. And we need to find that place, live in that place and that person, and reflect to the world a calm confidence in the midst of all of this chaos and it will give us an opportunity to share the gospel like no other generation has ever had and i want to seize the day i want to redeem the time because the days are evil not waste or give up this time this window of opportunity that we have if you have your bible i want you to turn with me to psalm 27 on the subject living safely in a world of increasing danger, living safely in a world of increasing danger. Someone has said this about the Psalms in general, and this Psalm in particular. The Psalms have been called an act of hope. What is so wonderful living as God's people, transformed by our faith, 
is that the faith of the Psalms is a confidence which stands square in the middle of all of the loss and pain, darkness and sin, horror and death, and suffering and struggle, which is life in a fallen world. The Psalms are a light to people who walk in darkness. They are a shining reflection of hope. They are a bright reminder that our fears may be faced because we do not face them alone. Oh, I want to amen that twice. Praise God. Amen and amen. We do not face them alone. Let's look at Psalm 27. Begin to go down in these verses. The psalmist says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp about me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Now, he's going to tell us the reason that he's facing this overwhelming opposition coming against him. And let me say this to you today. We are in a battle. We are in a spiritual conflict. We should be. Uh, we should be thinking militantly. We should put on the whole armor of God. Somebody said, "I, I don't, I don't want this spiritual warfare stuff, a friend. Your enemy is going to come against you, and and I'm going to encourage you today to take on God's armor so that you can withstand." And having done all, therefore, stand in this evil day. God's armor is is available to you if you're a Christian. We're at war where you want to be at war or not. You may be a spiritual pacifist and say, you know what? I promise the devil, if I don't bother you, he wouldn't bother me. Honey, it bothers him that you have and bear the name of Jesus because there's salvation in that name and that person alone. But there is deliverance and salvation in and through him. And you bear his name and that mark you as one of his and friend of mine that's a good mark to have it's the mark of God instead of the mark of the beast hallelujah praise God listen friend today we're in a real genuine spiritual battle but there is spiritual armament in fact it's God's own armor according to Ephesians 6 and 10 we wrestle not it looks like it's just flesh and blood it's just a culture it's just people oh but something is behind all of this angst and rage against Jesus and against his people amen we argue not against flesh and blood but powers principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And the scripture goes on to say in another portion in the new covenant, amen, that, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through 
God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. Friend of mine, we have mighty weaponry and we have a mighty enemy coming against us, but we have mighty weapons against him and we have a mighty ally in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Praise God. Though a host, let's read verse 3 again. On the subject, living safely in a world of increasing danger. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Now, this house of the Lord here is not just the Old Testament temple in and of itself, because there was a great linen curtain separating the holy place from the holiest, and the psalmist could not get any closer to God than this side of that linen veil. He couldn't go behind the veil where the presence of God was manifest. But listen to this very carefully. He's talking about the presence of God, the pav- God's pavilion, if you please. Hallelujah. To behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He will hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. This is the reason for His confidence. The paraphrase said, he will place me out of reach on a rock, out of the reach of my enemies, out of the reach of the intention to do me harm and to do me evil. There's a proverb that would be right at home, right here in Psalm 27, in light of this statement, and it's Proverbs 18 in verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. Hallelujah. Amen. Literally rendered in the Hebrew, far above the intention of an enemy, far above the intention of evil. Matthew Henry's commentary comments on this proverb this way. The name of the Lord is all whereby he has made himself known as God and as our God. Not only his titles and attributes, but his covenant and all the promises of it. These make up a strong tower, impenetrable, impregnable for all God's people. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, friend, the secret of David's courage here in Psalm 27 and his strength is because he had found a hiding place a refuge, a high tower in which to run in fearful times. Psalm 17.8 says, Keep me as the apple of thine eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. He learned to live in God's presence, you see. Psalm 91 begins with, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of his wings. Wings. 
Psalm 143, 9, Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Hallelujah. I run to God. I don't run from Him. And I don't just stand still and, and try to dig a hole. I don't have ostrich faith. You know what an ostrich does when he's threatened? He digs a little hole and sticks his head in it and thinks somehow he's safe. He's denying the reality of the danger. We do not deny the reality of the dangers that we are in in this time of trouble with this array of enemies that we must face and we must fight to overcome but we run to God for finding a place of safety hallelujah David found courage and strength because he learned to live in the presence of God and thereby he constantly abided under the shadow and the covert of his wings. He was hidden in God's pavilion. He was hidden in God's pavilion. Smith's Bible Dictionary says that a pavilion is a temporary movable tent or habitation. So properly an enclosed place. So rendered tabernacle, covert, and den. Only once pavilion in Psalm 27.5. Among the Egyptians, pavilions were built in a similar style to houses, though on a smaller scale in many parts of the country and in foreign districts through which the Egyptian armies passed for the use of their king. This is not about safety to be found in the house itself, but in the king who was within that house. Hallelujah. And the fact that he was with them. Jesus, you see, is Emmanuel. God with us. He's our ultimate hiding place. Our stronghold. The promise of his abiding presence is our great weapon against fear. Hallelujah. See, happiness and, and security in this fallen world is not the absence of trouble but the presence of God no matter what happens. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.3 3 says, Our life is hid with God in Christ. And Jameson Fawcett Brown says in light of that, The Christian secret to the world is communion with God through Christ. The world doesn't know why or shouldn't know why that we find confidence and courage in a time like this. But it is that life that we have that is hid in Christ in God. The spiritual life we have now in our souls will be extended to our bodies at the resurrection when Jesus Christ comes. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. We don't have to fear death nor judgment to come as far as the great white throne judgment. We'll stand and be rewarded or ashamed at the judgment seat of Christ, but we'll be with Christ. I want to be able to stand and hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How about you? Listen. We don't hide from God like Adam after the fall. We, don't, we hide in God. 
We don't cry for the rocks and mountains to fall on us, to hide us from His face in judgment. We seek His face. We don't run from God. We run to God. Even if we stumble, we don't run from God. We run to Him. We repent and confess our sins. He forgives us, and we are hid in His pavilion. And we are not afraid. For we declare, like David, our confidence. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 again. The Lord, He's declaring it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Hallelujah. You see, like David, we determine to seek the Lord. When troubles come, we run to Him. We seek Him. Hallelujah. And we find Him. And the result is God's protection and deliverance. Listen to verse 4 and 5. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life. He's not just talking about the temple, the earthly temple. He's talking about God's pavilion, where God's presence is, where the King is with us. Hallelujah. To behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. You see, friend, like David... We delight in praising God with joyous hearts and songs of victory. What's it going to be like if the world sees us instead of singing the blues, instead of, instead of being gripped by the fear that is coming upon the entire world and dominating it? Even young people, even teenagers and preteens are having to deal with fear and uncertainty. Oh, friend of mine, the psychologists are, are concerned about the youth today that should be optimistic. They have their youth. They have the opportunity of education. They, they should be looking forward to finding the love of their life, marrying and having a family. <laughs> oh, friend, but that's not what's happening today. They, they, they're not looking past hardly the moment and there's great depression that is settling in among young people today and of course everyone else in the world oh but listen like david we should delight in praising god with joyous hearts and songs of victory and the result is answered prayers and deliverance Listen to verse 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. I like the Amplified. It said, and in his tent, you see, his tabernacle, his pavilion, will I offer sacrifices and shoutings of joy. I will sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. 
First we praise Him and we glorify Him. Not when the answer comes, not when the, when the storm ceases, not when the trouble goes away. Oh, but right in the midst of it all because we have a place of safety because of a presence that we enter into. A God who is with us, not just for us, sitting high aloof in His heaven, but right here, right now, with us. That's why Psalm 46 is so important, because it says God is our refuge and strength. And here's why. Hallelujah. Not just because He is omnipotent, all-powerful, but because He is he is not, and not just because he's omniscient, all-knowing, but because he is ever-present with us. Praise God that he's omnipotent, he's omnipotent, and he is with us, omnipresent. Hallelujah. He's not sitting high in his heaven. He's right here, right now. If you're a Christian with you and with me, everywhere that Egyptian army moved, that, that temporary abiding place of their king went with them. And amen. God is with us right here. And he's with us right now. Praise God. And in his tent, Will I offer sacrifices of shouting and joy? I will sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. And verse 7 says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. New Testament counterpart is this. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication. Here comes the praise before anything changes, before any answer is made manifest. Listen. In all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. We start praising God, and we start acknowledging that He's with us, and He is for us. <laughs> Hallelujah. And proves He's for us by His commitment to be with us today. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy on me, and answer me. We do not pray and then, if and when God answers, praise Him. We praise Him by faith first. Praise God. Remember Paul and Silas? We used to sing it. When Paul and Silas were thrown in the Roman jail, they did not wonder who would go their bail. But on the prayer bells, they began to ring. Hallelujah. Amen. And with their voices, they began to sing. They sang before the answer came. It says at midnight in the scripture, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. The answer didn't come just because they prayed, but because they praised God. Hallelujah. While praying to Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, oh, it's breaking the pattern. Here, here's the pattern that doubt and unbelief brings into it. We're going to pray and see if anything happens. We're going to pray and, 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 and see, this is how doubt works. It's a subtle thing. It tries to parade his faith when it's really just doubt 
putting on faith, parading as faith. If faith is really going to be activated while we pray, then there's no doubt when we pray. For whatever we pray, whatever we ask in prayer believing, we shall receive. We don't wait to see. We know that it's coming. For the scripture says, and this is the confidence we have in him, if we ask anything according to his will or according to his word, amen, much of his will is revealed in his word, hallelujah, We he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the petition we've desired of him. Well, if we know we have the petition when we pray, we should praise him right then and there. Not when something changes or something happens. This is our challenge today. Amen. We're in a place of safety. We're living with a God who is present with us. Oh, I've got several things going here. I don't know how to tie this up. I wish we had another hour. <laughs> I could preach it. I don't know if you could bear it, but I can preach it. I know that. Listen, God is with us. He's not just for us. He is with us. And Psalm 46, 1 said, God is our refuge. God is our strength. A very present help in time of trouble in the actual Hebrew, an ever present help in the time of trouble. An ever present help. That's why David was saying, hide me in your pavilion, wherever I am. Where, there, where can I go? From thy presence. Where can I go that you are not with me? He, st he stood looking out over the Mediterranean and said these words. If I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea, thou art with me. And if my bake, if I, if, if I make my bed in hell, speaking of the grave, <laughs> even there, thy hand shall up hold me. Even death can't separate me from God. And even distance can't separate me from God because he is with me wherever I go and wherever I am. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have you got on your shouting shoes this Sunday morning? I hope you don't have the post-Christmas blues. Amen. The holiday is over. Oh, but the holy days for the church is every single day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Praise God. There is a place of safety, a place of security. Amen. And that place is living in the presence of God. Jesus promised it, didn't he, in the New Testament. And lo, I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will go with you. His pavilion, wherever we go, God is with us. Our King is with us. Hallelujah. What more should we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Friend, God is not just for us. He is with us. The fact that He is with us proves that He is for us. The shout of a king is among us. And that's why our enemies cannot and will not be able to overcome us. There is a place of safety in a world 
of increasing danger and living in the presence of God where there's fullness of joy. Amen. That we might have strength to face this increasing dangerous and wicked world knowing that we shall not well it puts it this way don't be overcome with evil don't let all of the wickedness you see overwhelm you overcome you ah but overcome evil with good hallelujah oh friend of mine oh there's more with us even though an host shall encamp against me david said i will not let my heart be afraid because God and me <laughs> make up a majority. Friend, God and you make up a majority. God and me make up a majority. We have the God of glory with us. The commander, the Lord of hosts, the commander and chief of heaven's armies are with us today. And some trust in horses and chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. For he is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it. And we are out of the reach of the evil intentions of our enemies. And we're in a place of security and a place of safety. We are wonderfully blessed and highly favored. Today, God loves you, dear friend. God loves me. And he's promised to never, no, never leave us. No, never, ever, ever forsake us, but to go with us. I love that great song, Through It All. I've learned to trust in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in God. Hallelujah. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible said you're without God, and you're without hope. In this present world, this evil, wicked world, and this last day, generation when the perilous time the dangerous time in the last days perilous times will come for what man has become because of the wickedness and the evil as the enemy fills that vacuum with darkness as men and women push back the light and the truth of Jesus and open the door thereby to the influence of the wicked one. This is a dangerous time. This is no time to be without God. Ah, oh, but you don't have to be without God. Hallelujah. You can run to Him today, confessing your sin. You can run to Him, seeking His pardon and forgiveness. You can receive His Son Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior and He will hide you immediately in His pavilion. You will be baptized by the Holy Spirit <laughs> into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You will be born from above. <laughs> you will be able to call the God who created heaven and earth and everyone and everything in them, our heavenly Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Today, don't run from him. 
run to Him. And if you're a Christian today, don't let all that you're seeing cause your heart to fear and to melt like wax. Look beyond all of the enemies, all of the darkness, all of the wickedness, and see God keeping His promise to never leave, never forsake, in Jesus' name.